Hey, it's me, Eddie B. And you're listening to the E's and B's podcast. Have a great day. Wrestling and sports fans, this is the E's and B's, the Bacon and Eggs of Frozen Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Eddie for you today with Daytona and Outlaw Figure 8 results, no prep preview, NBA and NHL games to watch, college basketball top 10 and breakdown, and you guessed it, some wrestling. You're listening to the best breakfast wrestling sports podcast. On your Fridays, it's the E's and B's podcast. Oh man, that's cold. I'm a maniac, maniac on the floor. And I'm dancing like I've never danced before. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? (laughs) Why? I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Welcome on back to the E's and B's podcast. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful, cold, but last Friday here in February, we've got all the sporting and wrestling news you want to hear, so make sure you stay tuned. Let's get the eggs cracked, the heat up, and get to the sunny side. on the outside. Bubba Wallace gives Blaney a push. Here's Briscoe with a big run yep. on the outside. That was the big run. They Bubba come up Wallace the pushed Ryan Blaney right there. Huge run on the outside and a massive block by Austin Sindrick to win this Daytona 500. There you have it. What a way to start the 2022 NASCAR season last weekend as the America's greatest race, the Daytona 500 in the books. And as you heard there in the clip, Austin Sendrick holding off teammate Ryan Blaney, Bubba Wallace, and the whole rest of the field. What an exciting, exciting weekend it was there in Florida at the Daytona races all weekend long. Starting off Friday, of course, with the truck race and the number 38 machine of Zane Smith getting his first win there in Daytona. Congratulations to him. 
from us here at the E's and B's. We actually won some money on that guy. That's right. We were betting all weekend long on all three races. Of course, there was four races going down, as we talked about it here on the E's and B's last week as uh, the ARCA Menard Series as well running there on Saturday along with the Xfinity Group. But the Mark ARCA Menard starting in the day off. And uh, there for a minute, our boy from Anderson, the number 35 machine of Greg Van Alst, well, he was running up front with the big boys once again. It seems like year in, year out, these last two seasons, when it comes to the restrictor plate racing, he can run with the big boys, but it just the good luck never seems to touch him enough. It's the bad luck that seems to sneak up and get him. Um, this time around, it happened during a caution as there was a wreck behind him, and unfortunately for him, coming down on another car that was not aware of the situation, well after the caution was over, or had started, I'm sorry, the yellow flag being out, and ended up ruining his day, sending him to the back of the pack. He did end up finishing the race, but we want to give a very special shout-out to the 03 machine of Brayton Laster, there from Indianapolis, Indiana, as he finishes off his day in 13th. What a great start for him. Uh, an awesome run. He is well making a couple runs up to the front. I think if there was just a couple more laps, he maybe could have bettered himself in his finishing position. But congratulations to both those guys. Unfortunately for Greg, not the start he wanted. But we know he'll be right back at the front of all them ARCA races that he will be attending this year. And breaking news... Brayton Laster has been now announced he'll be running the Talladega race for the same group he ran there in Daytona. So congratulations to him on that. That's a very awesome accomplishment for him. You know, coming from a small town where he's from and all the things that he's just done in a very short, short time. He's got two very huge opportunities right in front of him. And uh, the first one he did very well. We'll see how he does in Alabama at Talladega coming up in April. How about the Saturday race? Well, it finished off also was, uh, with a very, very interesting finish, but the number 21 machine of Austin Hill holding off the field there in his Chevy and getting the only Chevy win of the weekend. Um, congratulations to him and his team for that win. And then there, as you heard on Sunday, holding off, Michael Jordan's number 23 machine driven, driven by Bubba Wallace was the two machine of Austin Cendrick. Congratulations to the rookie as he wins his first ever Daytona 500. And, and uh, well, the bigger story, folks, was the push he got from his teammate, the number 12 machine of Ryan Blaney. Um, those two working together very, very well. Also, it might be noted that the 23 machine of Bubba Wallace the right front quarter panel was gone, and uh, he still could hold the draft there on the green-white checkered restart. Uh, some other scary things happening there on Sunday. Harrison Burton going end over end a couple times uh, when the first big one happened. He walked away very, very scary, but everything all right with him. A couple other big large hits, but nothing to be noted here of any injuries. So all in all, a very exciting weekend there in Daytona. As you know, they'll be moving forward. East Coast to West Coast, it's on. That's right. They'll be going to California this weekend. We'll keep you up to date with all the stories, the winners, losers, and everything coming out of the West Coast. NASCAR, it's back, baby. And we're excited here at the E's and B's. Keeping things going here on the sunny side up. Let's talk some more racing. How about some short track racing? As you know, we talked a little bit about this last weekend here on the E's and B's. The World Finals Outlaw Figure 8 race there at Showtime Speedway. Of course, our guest, the beast himself, Donnie Murphy, coming on last week to talk a lot about it. Um, unfortunately for him, things just wasn't going his way. This last weekend in Florida, um, did not get to finish the race on Friday or Saturday. So maybe better luck starting the season out there in Indianapolis at the Speed Drone. We'll definitely be keeping our eyes on him all season long. But what we do want to talk about that happened down there at Showtime Speedway last weekend was, well, not once, but twice. That's right, folks. Two weekends in a row, this man broke 
the track record. It was Mr. Four-Time himself, the number five machine of Ben Tony. Congratulations, folks. A very, very hard task to do, not just once, but twice. That's right, back-to-back weekends. Ben Tony breaking his own track record there at Showtime Speedway. And, of course, the bigger and better news was, well, that's right, folks, hoarding off everyone for 200 laps and getting the $10,000 check, bringing it back to the Hoosier State, was the number five machine of Ben Tony. Congratulations to him from all of us here at the E's and B's. What a way to start your 2022 season. Also want to give a big shout-out to the 87 machine of Ronnie Basham coming in second. And, of course, Jesse Tony, And, of course, obviously, Mark Tony as well. Did not get the finish he wanted, but congratulations to those guys and a very awesome way to start your 2022 season outlaw figure eight style, folks. We'll be talking all about them all season long. Of course, we'll have a couple of those race car drivers right here on the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays. Make sure you pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone to check us out. Follow us at easeandbees.org for all your social media outlet needs from us. Keeping things going here on the sunny side up. How about some no prep? Get on that two-step. That's right. No prep. Going down. They are back. That's right. Going down this weekend at the Palmetto. It's the fallout. Sponsored by Spool Media, Corey Stanford and crew. Folks, do not miss this. 64 of the Baddest small tire, no preppers going down there in South Carolina. You do not want to miss it at Darlington. It's going to be awesome way to kick off their season, folks. Some big, big names going to be attending like Billy and Tommy from SRC, Kendall Gowen, Ryan Mitchell and Casey Max, Jeff Thomas and company, Adam and the Gap Train, Turbo John, Bubba Phillips, Nathan and White Trash, Raggedy Ann, King Turtle, Chicken Hawk, Jarrett Bradshaw, Fool's Gold. Folks, like I said, all of the baddest small tire, no prep, outlaw racers will be there. And if you can't be there to attend it in yourself or in person yourself, folks, make sure you check out all of the live feeds going down. Huge, huge shout out to our boy, Robert Smith, and Pennywise Racing and Media. Make sure you guys go give him a follow. I know he's going to have some cool live feeds. Also want to give a shout out to Stageline Media. They're definitely going to have some cool stuff going on, folks. Do not miss it. We'll obviously be talking about it all weekend long on our social media outlets, so make sure you guys check all that out. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. I cannot wait to see who comes out on top with all that money there on Saturday, and we'll talk all about it. Plus, coming up next week, folks, the racing just keeps on getting better. Going down, Wilkesboro. Dragway, it's going to be bang that light. Destry coming on to talk about the big bash next weekend. Of course, Pennywise, Robert Smith's birthday. It's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome stuff you do not want to miss. Like I said, bang that light. Destry Turner going to be right here on the E's and B's next week to talk about the birthday bash at Wilkesboro. All right, folks, with that, let's switch gears and get into some hoop talk. There you have it. All-Star Weekend going down last weekend there in Cleveland. And as you heard there in the promo, Anthony Towns knocking off and shocking the world, winning the three-point competition. Congratulations to him. I know I picked Trey Young just because I felt like a shooter would have the most advantage there in the competition. But what a great story. Just like I said last week, it would be if he won. And I'll be darned if he did not pull off the unbelievable there last weekend in Cleveland. Congratulations once again to him. And what a great, great story his whole career has been. 
ass so far. All right, I don't want to touch too much there in the hoop world on last weekend's dunk competition as I was very, very disappointed if you go back and see some of the uh, blooper highlights that's been spilling all over the social media this week long. Of course, it uh, seems like there was more missed dunks than made. And I'm going to be honest with you folks, I turned it. I don't even know who won. That's how bad it was. The skills competition, on the other hand, held up like it always does. Uh, kept it very interesting. They mixed it up this year with three different teams. Very, very cool stuff. But in the end, the story happened there on Sunday. As we all know, there was no defensive played from beginning to end at the All-Star Game. And I've got to give you an apology right here on the E's and B's. I had the teams wrong last week. I said Team LaBus and Team Curry. It was Team LaBus and Team Durant, of course, Kevin Durant injured, not participating, but still did pick his squad, and they did play last Sunday there in Cleveland. In the end, the big, big story had to be none other than this. When they get the something, walk in the gym, I can do this. 15 threes, 45 points, and on a night for the ages, he's putting on a performance for the ages at the All-Star Game on TNT. There you have it, Seth Curry putting on a display for all us fans on Sunday, the best part of the whole game, I had to say it. I definitely I had some money on Morant being the MVP when it was all said and done, but after watching Curry just shoot the lights out, like they said, 15 threes, unbelievable stuff. Uh, obviously, he wins the MVP when it's all said and done, but it did end on a LeBron James three-pointer at the buzzer, 163-160. Very, very cool stuff. Like I said, no defensive, no defense was played at all there on Sunday. That's the only part I wish they would change up and make it a little more interesting. And then, of course, like I said last week, go back to the East versus West, especially with some of these big names that will be moving here this next season, like LeBron. Obviously, we all know he's put the Lakers on Last and let him know right then and there on Sunday with the performance that he had in his old, or should I say, in his hometown of Cleveland. He's saying, hey, folks, that I might not, or there's still a chance that I might end back up in Cleveland. We'll definitely keep our eyes and ears to the ground. We know this. He wants to play with his son one year before he hangs it up. Uh, his son definitely won't be a top 10 pick. So it'll be very interesting to see how that goes within the next year and a half or so when his son comes eligible for NBA play. With that, folks, let's switch it up and talk about the three games you need to see this weekend in the NBA. How about starting right on off with the Miami Heat at New York Knicks, 7.30 Eastern, tonight, ESPN. Game two going down tomorrow, Brooklyn Nets at the Milwaukee Bucks, 8.30 Eastern on ABC. And then on Sunday, Game 3, Utah Jazz at Phoenix Suns, 3.30 Eastern on ABC as well, folks. Those are your three NBA games of the weekend to watch. How about over on the pond? As we all know, things are starting to tighten up the strings in the net as uh, we're getting closer and closer to the playoff run in the hockey world. How about the three games you need to watch this weekend, starting off with the New York Rangers at Pittsburgh, 3 Eastern on ABC tomorrow. Also, Game 2, Tampa Bay at Nashville, 7.30 Eastern on TNT as well tomorrow. And rounding it out, Sunday night, the New York Islanders at Anaheim, 8.30 Eastern on NHL Network, folks. Those are your three NHL games of the weekend to watch. With that, that's going to wrap up the sunny side up, folks. Stay tuned. We're going to break down the NCAA college basketball, as we all know, just a couple weeks away from the big dance. We're going to shake down the top 10, let you know who's on the bubble, who's in, who's out. Stay tuned. We got the meat coming up next. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast.
Badgers win it 77 to 63. And Juwan Howard not going over immediately to shake hands. Now he's going to get in the line. Interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, Howard and Guard are not happy right now. As the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Welcome to the meet this week on the E's and B's. There you have it there in the intro. Big, big news all week long in the college world. The big brawl going down there in Wisconsin last weekend as the Badgers knocked off the Wolverines. And of course, the big stink up was the timeout called when the game was already over with. The second string was in for the Wisconsin Badgers, and of course, the starters were still in for Michigan as they were trailing. Um, very, very interesting stuff, as you heard in that little clip. A little brawl breaking out in the handshake line, and the stink all week long has been how Howard reacted to the whole entire situation. Of course, we know after the whole thing broke out, Howard in the presser after the game saying he was not happy about the coach calling the timeout, embarrassing his players. And that's what pretty much initialized the whole entire fight. But when the handshake line was going down, if you go back and check out the footage, folks, it just shows plain as day. Uh, Wisconsin's head coach did not do a thing wrong. He was trying to explain himself. As he said in his presser, Howard was not having it. He ended up putting his hands on him and as well as an assistant coach and therefore now has been fined. And suspended for five games. Of course, that's going to end his regular season coaching. But he will be back for conference tournament play. And, of course, if they do make the big dance. What we're talking about right here on the meet this week. But I got to say, folks, it's going to be a very interesting Big Ten conference tournament. We'll keep our eyes and ears to the ground as, who knows? These two teams could lock horns one more time. And it could be a big, big game. For the Wolverines as they are sitting on the outside looking in along with a few other teams. But before we get to that, folks, how about let's talk about one more time right here on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports podcast on your Fridays. The NCAA College Men's Basketball Top 10 as it stands. Starting off with the number 10 seed, Baylor at 23-5. and five. Number 9 is Texas Tech at 22-6. and six. Number 8 is Villanova at 21-7. and seven. Number seven is Puke at 24 and 4. Number six is Kentucky. Welcome to the top 10. 23 and 5. The five seed is Kansas at 23 and 4. The four seed is Persuck at 24 and 4. Three seed, Auburn at 25 and 3. The two seed is Arizona. And finishing it off for us right here on the top spot, number one is Gonzaga. 23 and 2, folks. Just like they started it, they're going to finish it off. Number one, going towards the big dance. It's very, very interesting. Like we've been talking the last several weeks here on the E's and B's, anytime we've given you the top ten in the NCAA basketball world, we've had a new new number one about every two weeks. Uh, we've had over five number ones throughout the whole entire season so far. It's been very interesting. It's almost like they've had a target on their back each and every time they've got to that number one spot, including Auburn. Arizona not lasting very long there. Gonzaga's been there more than once. Several teams just flirting with that number one seed. But we all know the big, big story is going to be what seed will you be come dance time. And we got to get through conference play. As we all know, we're just a little over a week and a half away from conference tournaments kicking off and finding out who will lock themselves into this year's NCAA tournament. Let's talk about right now, folks. The last four teams on the outside looking in, starting off with Florida at 17 and 11. The second team, Memphis at 15 and 9. The third team is Wake Forest at 21 and 7. 
and Rutgers at 16 and 10. Folks, those are the last four teams they think are in as it stands. Of course, like I said, just a couple more games left for everybody in the regular season before they get into conference tournament play. So it's nail-biting time for all those teams. Now let's talk about the other four teams that are not in as it stands and need to finish strong. How about North Carolina at 20-8? and How about my Hoosiers at 17-10? and Folks, a very disappointing season in my eyes, but it'd be awesome to see them in the tournament. Hopefully they go deep in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. How about Oregon at 17-10? and And like we talked, last but not least, one of the last teams dangling on by a thread in that coaching decision up until tournament time could be the difference maker. It's the Michigan Wolverines at 14-11, folks. Make sure you guys keep your eyes and ears tuned as it's crunch time. We'll keep you up to date with all the big stories right here on the E's and B's. And coming up in just a couple weeks, of course, we know this, Selection Sunday on the 13th of March. And then, of course, the first rounds, March 15th through the 18th. We're going to have all kinds of cool stuff going down on the E's and B's giveaways. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone about the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports podcast on your Fridays. With that, folks, that's going to wrap up the meat this week. Stay tuned. We're going to scramble them eggs and talk some wrestling. You're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. WWE Elimination Chamber going down last Saturday as we talked last Friday on the podcast. Of course, over in Saudi Arabia and a very early start over before probably some of you people getting up on your Saturday. But as you heard in the opening, very, very interesting stuff going down. Let's break it down right here. How about the first match? Was Rey Mysterio getting a big win over Miz? Uh, interesting storyline there as they carry that one over into Monday. We'll keep our eyes on that going forward as I think that will be something WrestleMania will see a Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Miz, and some kind of storyline in my opinion. We'll keep an eye on that one. Starting it off on the main pay-per-view part with Roman Reigns and Goldberg. Of course, everybody knowing Goldberg's last match was going to be supposedly this one on the contract. Who knows if it will officially be his last match. I'm really going to have to say I was surprised in his performance there in Saudi Arabia. Of course, he did lose by rear naked choke out to the champion himself, Roman Reigns. But will Goldberg be done? I don't know. I ask you. Let us know at easeandbees.org. Followed that match up with the women's elimination chamber and of course over there in Saudi Arabia the rules are the women have to be covered head to toe only the hands and face being shown so very interesting outfits for all the women in the end Bianca Belair now gonna be going to Wrestlemania and taking on Becky Lynch and trying to win back what was hers will it be in 21 seconds like it was with her I don't know we'll have to keep our eyes and ears peeled as we crawl closer and closer to WrestleMania. After that, we had a tag match between Ronda Rousey and Naomi as they defeated Charlotte and Sonya Deville. And there was a stipulation, folks. Ronda Rousey coming down in her gi, that's right, her jiu-jitsu gi that she wore in the Olympics. No No better fitting than, of course, the last weekend of the Olympics while they were in China. But she was wearing that, and the stipulation had to be 
one arm tied behind her back. I was very concerned thinking there's a possibility it could cause yet an injury and prolong, of course, her and Charlotte at WrestleMania. But in the end, they got the win. A very questionable match, in my opinion. One I think they could have left off the card and done without. After that, we had one of the most talked about matches all week long this week. That's right, Drew McIntyre getting a win over Madcap Moss. Why, I must say, the most talked about? Well, go back, check it out, as it's a miracle that Madcap Moss is walking today as the botch move they uh, pulled there in the middle of the circle ended up throwing Madcap Moss on his neck, and boy, oh boy, it looked bad. Go back, check it out. Let me know what you guys think for yourself. In the end, McIntyre getting the win, but like I said, the story was the neck. After that, it was the tag team match that was supposed to happen that didn't happen. That's right, the Viking Raiders were supposed to be taking on the Usos. Usos jumping the Raiders on the ramp, and this match never made it to the ring. Not sure if this was a time-concerning thing, and they just kind of like, hey, we got to do something quick in order to get this last match in the timely manner and that's how that one shook down of course the main event after that there you heard in the opening was the men's elimination chamber and in the end Barack Lesnar getting the win winning the title but the story being how they shook things out of course Lesnar was the champ going in it excuse me Bobby Lashley was the champ going into the chamber and uh, he was not the last one to come down to the chamber, which thought, to me, right away, I knew the title was going to change hands right then and there. But the crazier story was during the Elimination Chamber, as they were waiting for each member to come out, there was a brawl on the outside, and Austin Theory ends up throwing, or going through Bobby Lashley's pod and falling on him, and... They ended up making a story out of the whole deal saying Lashley had hit his head and was going into concussion protocol and would not return. So therefore, that left just one person left to come out, and it was Brock Lesnar. But when the bell rang, it actually was still Bobby's turn. And that's when Brock Lesnar went off script, busting through the Lexan and coming out and making it a show. Indeed, he did. And in the end, like I said, getting the big win. I got to say, Austin Theory, big props to him as uh, he definitely made the very ending interesting and and fun to watch. But we kind of all knew how this thing was going to shake out. Now we know title versus title going down. WrestleMania in Texas, folks, will keep you up to date with all the WWE news leading into WrestleMania. As you know, I've been doing the WrestleMania t-shirt challenge with all the people there at Busted Open Radio, shout out to Dave LaGreca and all the boys as we're rolling into day 25 straight of t- WrestleMania or wrestling t-shirts being worn. You can check that out on the E's and B's Twitter. I post every single day and will all the way up until WrestleMania. And last but not least in the WWE world, Cody Rhodes still the big talk as uh, it's signed, still delivered as most are saying. Just when and where is the is what we're waiting on. And then last thing I want to talk about is how cold the Stone Cold talk has went this last week. As uh, we know, last weekend we were talking all about as it was kind of leaked, possibly him showing up at WrestleMania and getting one more match in the squared circle. Well, that talk went pretty cold this week. Not saying it's out the window, just saying it's very questionable when it was so hot a week ago and so cold this week. We'll definitely keep our ear to the ground and let you know what we hear right here on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports podcast. Last but not least here on The Scrambled, let's talk about the other channel. Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than 
have it there on the other channel, Wednesday Night Dynamite's getting things started as we are getting ever so closer to their next pay-per-view going down March 6th on Sunday, Revolution. Boy, oh boy, as we know, last week, MJF had nothing to say after the CM Punk promo. Well, this week, it was his turn, and he laid down the gauntlet. I gotta say, very, very, very good promo. It was definitely a great way to start, but how they started the show there Wednesday was with a bang. That's right, a tag team battle royal to determine the number one contender spot in the Revolution match. And uh, every single tag team out there, folks, in the end, it came down to uh, six guys, of course, all from different teams. And uh, the story that they wanted us to believe was none other than the Red Dragon member and the Young Bucks member working together, of course, to be there in the end. And they were. It was Matt Jackson, Kyle O'Reilly, and John Silver, last three men standing. And as they went to go team up against John Silver, well, Kyle O'Reilly pulling the trick out of the bag and eliminating both of them and becoming the number one contender, him and Bobby Fish. Very, very interesting stuff. Of course, Young Bucks not liking that, getting in their face. Adam Cole coming to the ring. And then they proceed to jump onto the Dark Order member and start fighting with John Silver. And then the champion's music hit. That's right. Adam Page running down to save not only, I think, John Silver, but he also was there to guard, I think, for the Young Bucks and separate the scrimmage between them and Red Dragon, even though they're supposed to be some special elite clique. Who knows? Very, very great start, in my opinion, there on Wednesday night. They followed it up, of course, with the, the MJF promo, as we talked or heard there in the start. Gold, Jerry. Gold. That's all I got to say from MJF. And then they followed that up with a tag team match as the House of Black got the big win over Pac and Penta. But then we got this. That's right, that's right, Buddy Murphy, now known as Buddy Matthews, making his appearance Wednesday night, and it looks like he will now be the third member of the House of Black as he uh, helped jump Pack and Penta there after they got their win on Wednesday night. Very interesting, as we've seen some clips there on their YouTube stuff leading up to this as kind of got the feel there was a third member coming. Not sure which direction they're going. Carrying Cross still out there. Bray Wyatt. But now we know it's Buddy Matthews. Very, very interesting. I hope this works out for them. We'll have to keep an eye and see what kind of stories they got in store for this new House of Black Fraction. After that, we got another awesome promo, in my opinion. And I got to say, one of the best Chris Jericho promos I've heard in a long time. Long time, folks, as him and Eddie Kingston came face-to-face and now have set up their match at Revolution. Of course, Chris Jericho saying Eddie cannot win the big one. He's never been able to win the big one and never will be able to win the big one. Uh, I got to say, the way they did it on Wednesday night pulled me back in. I'm very interested now with this, and I think it will be a little better than what most think. We'll definitely keep you guys up to date, as we all know. We love Jericho here on the E's and B's, and we can't wait to see what him and Eddie do at Revolution. After that, we had another qualifier match for the ladder match there at Revolution. It was Ricky Starks getting the win over Dark Order's number 10. Of course, Dark Order's number 10 putting on a little bit of a botched display last week as he was trying to throw some officials around as the show went off the air. Looked awful. Uh, this week, he looked a lot better, but in the end, it was the pulling of the mask that got Ricky Starks the win. And now he will be joining Will Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Warlow so far in the latter match for the number one contendership for the next person to be taking on the AEW champion. After that, it was Jay Cargill getting a squash win over Bunny. Of course, there's some more story coming with that. Jade looking like a million bucks. I'm not just saying that because she had her hair dyed green. She is looking better each and every time she steps in. And I love the fact that we're getting to see her at least once a week, whether it's on Dynamite or there 
on Rampage on Friday nights. Definitely, definitely growing very fast, and I like that. Last but not least, it was the main event on Wednesday night, the match I was waiting for as Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia put on a clinic, folks. That's right, an amazing match. If you did not see that, go back, check it out. It's one of the year that you got to see. He just keeps doing it to us, folks. Brian Danielson, every time he steps in that ring, it is a must-see match. And this one was no different. In the end, of course, getting the win. And then, of course, we had the music from John Moxley as he come down to the ring, hoping to get the answer was what Brian was thinking of this new fraction. But what we got is a match set for Revolution. John Moxley taking on Brian Danielson. And that is how they're going to bleed together. And I think, folks, after that, those two will team up and take over AEW. You heard it here right on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports podcast. With that, folks, that's going to wrap up the scramble. We're going to shake things down. We're going to get her in here. We're going to wrap it up. It's the toast next. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast, baby. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jam, your jelly, your cinnamon, your butter, your sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. I'd like to welcome in my snow princess, my ice queen, the only thing bombing I want to see your talk about. That's right, the lovely Miss LB. The only thing bombing, like bombing in an interview or bombing. Bombing in this... looking, you know. Okay, all right. With all the craziness going on, I just thought that would intertwine pretty, pretty well. <laughs> I just had to make sure it was the right kind. <laughs> As we know, it's the last. Hello. Friday. Hello. That's hello. right. Here in February, a little cold in Colorado, probably cold most places, but we got an exciting weekend of racing college basketball and all kinds of cool things to keep on tap and we'll be talking all about that next week but of course lauren heating up the weekend that's right let's get right to those shout outs starting off with pennywise racing media with robert and angie smith i want to give a big shout out to them folks if you have not go check them out give them a follow there on youtube they'll have all the live feed action going down this weekend at the fallout you do not want to miss it that's Pennywise Racing and Media, Robert and Angie Smith. Also want to give a shout out to shout out to Bang That Light. Shout out to Carolina Performance and Dino, Robert and Robbie Dollar. Shout out to Limpy. Shout out to Drag or Die. Shout out to Spool Media and Corey Stamper. Shout out to Turbo John. Shout out to SRC. Shout out to Old Man's Garage. Shout out to Rocky Mountain Pro. Shout out to Yaden, Dustin, Remy. Shout out to OVW. Big shout out to Hollywood. Haley J, folks, if you have not seen it. Go back, check it out, making her debut on AEW this past Monday. Very, very impressive job with Ruby Soho. And, of course, if you do not know it, she is a two-time, that's right, two-time E's and B's veteran, as we've had her on here twice, talking about her little path. And, boy, oh, boy, were we not right. Look where she's at right now. Just, you know, small steps, baby steps, Lauren. Make sure you guys go back. Give her some love. That's Hollywood. Haley J, what up, girl? Keep it going. Making big things happen. Also want to give a shout-out to Mark and Ben Tony on an awesome, awesome run last weekend there for Ben Tony. Also, shout-out to Sean Collin. Thanks so much for all the live feed you gave me there last weekend in Florida. Also, shout-out to my boys, Tony, Ty, Neil, Brian, and all my peeps there at the Graydon Solution, 810 North College Road. Make sure you guys check out the Green Solution for all your cannabis needs. What up? No one. All right, guys, make sure you guys tune in next week. We got a very, very special guest. That's right, Destry Turner from Bang That Light. That's right, owner-operator. He's going to be on the show talking about the big birthday bash going down next weekend at Wilkesboro Dragway. Don't miss it right here on the E's and B's. That's Destry Turner, Bang That Light. My guest cannot wait, Lauren. It's going to be awesome. Of course, we'll be catching up with him 
later on in the summertime at a couple tracks that we'll be showing up at. So make sure you guys check us out at easeandbees.org for all your social media outlet news and information or to leave any kind of comments if you're an athlete, race car driver, or just plain someone trying to promote yourself, get us at, ease, at easeandbeespodcast at gmail.com. Leave us your story. We'll get back to you and try to get you on air. <laughs> also, folks, going down next weekend, we got some filming that will be happening as the Ease and Bees family will be making a road trip. That's right. We'll be going to the All Seas Collectibles Fan Expo there in Aurora. Checking that thing out as it's everything from comics to toys and collectibles. We'll have a little bit of footage from the GoPro showing you what we do a little bit in our spare time. We'll obviously be looking for some very cool wrestling or sporting uh, material there at the Fan Expo. But make sure you guys check us out on our YouTube page. Folks, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, and leave leave us a comment on the YouTube there. As also, we'll be having an unboxing video popping up tomorrow, this weekend, with myself and one half of the Wrestling Sisters. That's right, the Destroyer, Sadie Jane, and I unboxing the February Pro Wrestling Crate Box. It will be the last one we will be doing for a while, so make sure you guys check that video out if you want to win something. All you got to do is follow the rules in the video. With that, Lauren, let's get to this day in sports 2012. Number four, Kansas, overcomes a 19-point deficit to edge third-ranked Missouri, 87-86 in overtime at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence. The game marks 267th in the last scheduled meeting between the two schools in a rivalry dating back to 1907. Damn. Yeah, the rivalry ending because Missouri is moving from the Big 12 to the Southern Eastern Conference. The SEC. Three weeks ago, on February 4th, the Tigers came back from eight points down with less than three minutes to play en route to a 74-71 win over the Jayhawks at Columbia. Tonight, point guard Tayshawn Taylor scores nine points in overtime, including two free throws with 8.3 seconds left to lift his team to a 87-86 advantage. And that Damn. is this day in sports. Ties in with this week's meet, as we know, just about a week and a half to go till the big dance. Obviously, Selection Sunday on March 13th. We'll have all the highlights and updates leading up to that right here on the E's and B's. Do not miss it. Well, with that, let's turn it over to Lauren for one last Olympic recap. All right, Lauren, as we know, the Winter Olympics ending last weekend. Yeah. We will not have another Olympics till 2024, but let us know how the Winter Olympics finished off. All right. So I'm going to give you guys the top five um, finals in these Olympics this year. Number five is Sweden with eight golds, five silvers, five bronze for a total of 18. Fourth place was the USA with eight golds, ten silvers, seven bronze for a total of 25 medals. Number three, we got China with nine golds, four silvers, and two bronze, leaving them with 15 total medals. I guess they only beat us by one one gold. gold. Yeah, one more gold than us. Bummer. Oh, that sucks. Um... And then number two is Germany with 12 golds, 10 silvers, 5 bronze for a combination of 27 medals. Number one, taking the cake this year in the Olympics, Norway, 16 golds, 8 silvers, 13 bronze for a total of 37 Congratulations to all the Olympics out there. A smashing job by Norway. Of course, we'll we'll keep you up to date going next to the, what, Summer Olympics, what we'll have right here on the E's and B's in just a couple years. Summer Olympics. With that, Lauren, let's get right to it and get to those notes. That's right. Today is Friday, February 25th. It also happens to be Clam Chowder Day. Carnival of Brazil. Cool. That'd be fun. And Chocolate Covered Nuts. 
Day. Nice. Yes. Saturday happens to be February 26th. Also, Pistachio Day. My mom's birthday. Happy birthday, Anne. Johnny Cash's birthday. Awesome. And Michael Bolton's wow, birthday. Wow, big company Happy for birthday. her. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Sunday, the 27th, is Polar Bear Day. Oh, awesome. Probably my favorite bear. Do that polar plunge. That's right. Protein day. Get so protein get protein on. on. Yeah. We need it. Uh, strawberry day and pancake day. Awesome, awesome stuff. Well, with that, Lauren, it's that time. Let's rent your city. This week's top 10 cities are Baltimore, Maryland, coming in at number 10. Boulder, Colorado, 9. Yo. Number 8, Toyota, Tokyo, China. Toyota. Number 7 is Wilkesboro, North Carolina. North Carolina. Number 6 is... No- just kidding. Lancaster, Texas. Welcome, Texas. Number five is Bourbonis, Illinois. Yes. Hanging in there, Bourbonis. That's right. Uh, climbing, I think, maybe new to the top ten. Number four, we got Columbus, Indiana. <laughs> yes. Pick it up. You guys are stinking. Yeah. Number three, Frankfurt, Germany. Germany. Number two is Fort and Collins, Colorado. last but not least, still on top. Make it number one this week, Denver, Colorado. Awesome fans folks make sure you guys like share subscribe leave us a comment pass the gravy spread the butter tell a friend tell a family tell someone about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your friday thank you so much for all the love like i said big big guest next week cannot wait stay tuned make sure you guys follow all them people and until next week you know the drill lauren make sure you Hey, your breakfast. See you February. Peace.